Hello, 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 hello. When I started this sitting this evening, uh, I had just gotten wind of the, the shifting um, currents of the election. They weren't, they weren't going the way that I want them to. And I, I felt this intense uh, feeling of uh, grief and like I wanted to uh, cry very, I, if, I think if I was alone, I would have probably just started retching but um, it just came as a little wave and it passed. And then I felt quite shaky when I started to sit. And then slowly, slowly, as the sit went, went on, and I felt a, had more and more moments of just bringing attention to what was present. And I assume that you were doing the same thing. I felt so much better, so much stronger. And things may be worse than I thought they were and or better, but I felt so much stronger. And I, as I often do, I think of the different poets that I read, and I thought of Hafez, the ecstatic Sufi Islamic Muslim poet who, who said uh, in his, my favorite poem of his, titled uh, Cast All Your Votes for Dancing, he says the, the voice of depression will keep sending its invitations. Uh, but you are with the friend now, and you look so much stronger. Uh, you can stay that way and even bloom. Keep squeezing drops of the sun from your practice, basically. And it, it, it came to me, that poem came to me, and I did feel so much stronger because I, we, I was squeezing and you were squeezing and we were squeezing together drops of sun. And we were with the friend. The friend in this case is our, our nearest and dearest is that kind attention that lives in us. The very awareness through which each of us is perceiving when it is applied to grief or sadness or whatever is being felt, it, it, um, it bucks up the whole system. It begins to calm and stabilize and make possible for us, I would say in, in any condition, to, to sit in the middle of it, to be able to to accommodate whatever's happening. And embedded in, I would say, embedded in that mindful attention, 
that is so natural to us and so close are all the seeds of the, the qualities needed to be able to live, live large, live with a large heart, and yet live in a very balanced way. And I know last week I went into the practice and the quality of equanimity, of the quality of the heart, the, uh, the impartial love and acceptance and ability to experience everything to the, to the point where it, it creates, it, it awakens, reawakens in us this, this mountain-like, this um, sky-like capacity to, um, to be balanced, to not have to, to be well regardless of the conditions that may present themselves. And I shared with you last week some of the classic reminders that help to awaken this, reawaken this quality in us, the reminder that, that all beings and all things are, um, well, I'll put it in, the, in terms of all beings, all beings are the inheritors of their karma, their, their habits, their conditions. All of us, collectively and individually, we are the heirs. And whatever happens tonight, we are the heirs of a, of a larger karma, causes and conditions. It's not an accident how things are unfolding. And given that things are unfolding according to the law of cause and effect, not by accident, I can wish for things to be the way that I want them to be. I, I will try everything I can out of love to make things the way I want them to be. But in spite of that, things will happen according to conditions, not according to my will or my wish. So last week I used the, and especially in regard to relationships, I care about you, but I can't keep you from suffering. And all beings are the heirs of their karma, their happiness, their unhappiness depends on their actions, not on my will or my wish. And the one that I left out last week that maybe is most relevant is, although I wish things were other than they are, I, or I, as much as I wish things were different, things are as they are. The short version is, things are as they are. And my own version of that is, things are as they are, whether I like them or not. And if, if I remind myself of that fact, I can see that there is a, that there is a, uh, an option that I may not be able to alter the conditions that are presenting themselves tonight or anytime in anybody's life, but I can, I can be with it with more or less reactivity. And this comes down to the, just the simple insight 101 is it's never so much about, or it's not about what it is that's happening. It's about the way that I meet what's happening. It's about the way that I relate to it. And so that capacity of each of us to relate to our experience with, with wisdom and understanding and an open heart 
that, that alters the optional level, the optional side of suffering. The basic dukkha of things being hard to be with, that doesn't go away for anybody if you're born. But the mental suffering that gets compounded or gets added to that is altered, is transformed by the way that I relate to my experience. So we want to, whatever turn, however things turn out tonight, is we want to have some kind of support or reminder that things are as they are, whether I like them or not. And maybe even a, a determination to, to live according to the way it actually is, not according to the way I want it to be. As the other, my other famous Sufi poet Rumi put it, and this is, this is a reminder that if I, if I depend on the conditions I want, being, depending, if I depend on having things the way that I want, I'm setting myself up for a lot of tension, a lot of misery. As he says, failure is the key to the divinity within. He says, your prayer should be, break the legs of what I want to happen. Humiliate my desire. And I think I'm feeling a little bit humiliated tonight. I don't know about you. I feel that feeling of humiliation. I, I was so cocky and confident about how things were unfolding. Failure is the key to the divinity within. Your prayer should be, break the legs of what I want to happen. Humiliate my desire. Eat me like candy. It's spring and finally I have no will. It means I've stopped fighting with reality. I have, I have fulfilled just by seeing the truth of that things are as they are, whether I like them or not. The truth of the of the Buddha's recommendation that we, that we make the centerpiece of our practice yata bhuta, seeing things as they have come to be, things as they are. It's yata bhuta is loosely translated as things as they are. But I think more accurate, it's things as they have come to be. And to live in harmony with, with whatever it is. And I think what makes that possible is, is a non-reactive heart. And the beauty of attention and kindness is it transforms our reactivity into balance and openness. So I hope you all find balance and openness with whatever, however things turn out. I really don't know what, how things are going to turn out, but they're not just really not the way I wanted them to be. So the second thing that I alluded to a little bit in the instructions tonight about just feeling, using, putting our whatever feeling you may be having tonight or in general to good use is that it, it just does not, um, it does not help. It's never made anyone happy to distract oneself, to hide away in fear and dullness and obliviousness. 
it, um, what seems to help is to sit right in the middle of whatever we're feeling. And I, I brought along such a beautiful example of the, the power of letting ourselves, if, you know, if you're feeling loss or grief, even without even knowing any results, I love this passage from Sam Keane, who's a theologian and psychologist and author. And this particular passage that he wrote is called Substituting Grief for Anger, because it, it's very easy to land in a lot of frustration and ill will. He says, to lessen the quality of cruelty and sadism in our world, we must learn to listen to the cry beneath violence. The victor must hear himself in the victim's cry. The winner feel himself in the humiliation of the loser. So long as we can visit pain on another, we need not feel our own pain. Anger lifts depression. For a time, purging our rage on a scapegoat relieves us of the feeling. But the need for cleansing of the unacceptable feelings builds up and we must plunge into a new cycle, a new circle of violence. The only certain way out of the blind ritual of war is by learning to substitute grief for anger. Those who mourn the childhood love they never had who treat their own wounds tenderly, learn to forgive and to break the vicious cycle of the wounded and the wounding. When we are unable to confess that our own parents, our own governments, our own styles of life have disappointed and injured us, we will inevitably create an enemy on whom we heap our anger. Every day we are not grieving is a day we will be taking vengeance. So, let's try to um, be tender. The underbelly of vengeance is grief, sadness. And then I just, because I don't want to, I, I know many of you are curious about what's going on with the election, I'll just end with a beautiful poem and prayer for the world from Rabbi Harold Kushner. This is for me a reminder to keep a wide view. Let the rain come and wash away the ancient grudges, the bitter hatreds held and nurtured over generations. Let the rain wash away the memory of the hurt, the neglect, let the sun come out and fill the sky with rainbows. Let the warmth of the sun heal us wherever we are broken. Let it burn away the fog so that we can see each other clearly. So that we can see beyond labels, beyond accents, gender, or skin color. Let the warmth and brightness of the sun melt our selfishness so that we can share the joys and feel the sorrows of our neighbors. And let the light of the sun be so strong that we will see all people as our neighbors. Let the earth nourished by rain 
bring forth flowers to surround us with beauty. And let the mountains teach our hearts to reach upward to the heavens. Amen. May we all be free of suffering and the causes of suffering. May we all be kind. May we all find our balance and equanimity and serenity, able to meet the joys and the sorrows with more balance, with less reactivity. May everyone be well tonight. Good luck, everyone. As always, love being with you and hope to see you next week. Also, need some help uh, set, moving the chairs back along the sides, stacks of four. I just want to know if you see people outside, right? Like on private practice? How do I coordinate? Do you have access to our website? Uh, no, but I'll just mission dharma.org. Yeah, mission dot, you could, I'll just give you my email. Mission.dharma. Mission.dharma. Mission. Mission.